All right, folks, we have a great episode of Podcast Me Anything planned today. I came across the service. God, I can't even remember how I came across the service now that I say that. But all of a sudden, I am finding that there is a way to easily create podcast websites, which is something that I've struggled with forever. I've done Squarespace. I've done WordPress. I even tried Wix for a while there. That's not to say that there's anything wrong with Wix, but I, you know. Anyway, but all of a sudden I come up with, I come across podcastpage.io and I'm morbidly curious to try it out. I take it for a quick spin and it is super easy. And we're going to dive in today with one of the co-founders. His name is Tom. Again, the website is podcastpage.io. We're going to learn all about it, what it can do, how it can help you and how it works. So Tom, thanks so much for jumping on Podcast Me Anything today. Hey, Matthew. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. So Tom, first of all, where did the idea for podcast page come from? What was the the problem that you were looking to solve out there? Well, it's actually an interesting story. I've been a web developer for a while now. Been working on a bunch of projects not really related to podcasting until say 2016. And right there, I started a couple of projects, which were just one-off projects for clients. Did a couple of um, interesting projects in terms of podcast apps or websites. And then I was always listening to podcasts, but never had a any hand in the actual world of podcasting. And I guess by the end of 2016, I started to really see the value and some some gaps that I believed were still in the space. So I developed a, a couple of different tools for podcasters back then. Some were total failures, I'd say most. <laughs> and a couple were pretty nice, uh, got some nice feedback. And then up until the end of 2019, so not that long ago, it was still like kind of on a low burner. And I just... I realized that there is a even there's an even bigger gap in the world of websites. So like you said in the beginning, there is WordPress and Squarespace and Wix and so many different options. But then if you don't have a lot of time or a lot of experience with those platforms, it can take days and days to just set up everything and you need to usually work with outside tools or paid plugins, for example. You may need to eventually hire someone to help you fix some of the areas of the website. So this is really, I mean, there are users that are fluent with those platforms and they can build a website in a couple of days. But for many podcasters, they just, they, they don't want to deal with it. So this is kind of a big need for podcasters. And then on the other hand, you, you do have all these free or uh, mini sites, uh, I would say. So those are super basic, simple websites that uh, most hosts provides, uh, provide. So any podcast host usually provide a very uh, simple website and you can just change a couple of colors, set up probably a, an image, but that's it. So you don't have uh, additional pages or a blog. You can't really change the layout. So it was really somewhere in between. I felt there is a need for, for something that is more powerful than those simple websites, but then much faster and easier than all those big CMS like WordPress and the likes. 
Yeah, I mean, the one of the things that happens with WordPress is you start to build it and you get a basic site and then you realize, oh, well, I also need this. And then you have to possibly buy a plugin or buy a theme or, you know, spend a little bit of money here. And then you think, oh, well, now I need this and now I need this. And the next thing you know, your inexpensive website has become fairly expensive with all sorts of plugins and themes and added features and security and, and, and whatnot. And then the other thing too, is it becomes bloated because you have all these different programs that weren't made to talk to each other, trying to talk to each other. And I know for myself, at least in the past, like I can't tell you how many times I would break my own WordPress site because I didn't really know what I was doing and, and know how to do it properly. And so that was part of why I looked at the Squarespace option because it's like everything on there just kind of works together the way it's supposed to. But that one's a little bit limited. And then you talk about, right, like the the mini sites that are created by the hosting companies. Some are good, some are okay, some are terrible, but they are all a bit limited. And what I really enjoyed about the podcast page experience, and by the way, we'll post a link to the podcast page I created for CausePods in the show notes here, is that I input my RSS feed. And just like that, I had a homepage and I had episode pages for all of my various episodes that I had done within a couple of hours. The player was on there, there's subscribe buttons built into it, all the text, all the links just sort of magically appeared and it was super easy, but there's still more I could be doing with this, which I think is fantastic. So what are some of the other pieces that people can bring into the podcast page system that you have set up here beyond just their episodes and whatnot. Oh, and by the way, all this without having to change hosting, so which is really, really convenient too. So let me go back for just a second uh, to WordPress and those uh, solutions. So don't get me wrong. I, I love WordPress and all these big CMS platforms. They're really good if you, if you need to build regular websites. They're really good. And if you know what you're doing, they're also really good for podcasters. The problem is, like you said, most of if, us don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that podcasting is complex enough to just be a bit too much for, for certain users. So you have the RSS feed that you probably want to import automatically each week or every time you have a new, uh, new podcast on air. And then you have the audio player. And there are a lot of different factors that you probably don't think about when you just start out with one of those platforms. So really what we tried to do is to um, include all the essential features for podcasters. And yeah, like you said, it's easy. You just put the, the RSS feed and then you have a website. So that's the first step. And then you have all the different episodes on their own pages. So that's really good for SEO. You have the subscribe buttons. We just actually launched end of April, so not that long ago. So we have a roadmap with dozens of different features, and most of them are pretty unique and essential for podcasters. So we have support for, for multiple podcasts. So if you have a small network or you just work on two or three different shows, then you can put them all on the same website. Uh, that's kind of a cool feature. So we, we do work on a lot of different features for podcasters and then uh, additional features, I would say, in the kind of the marketing world. So if you need to build a, an email list or have some 
more page layouts or different types of uh, options you want for your website that are not related to podcasting. That's also something we work on. And with all of this being said, one of the most important aspects of a podcast website is that it helps us with discoverability, right? We, we constantly hear that discoverability on the podcasting platforms is tough. Nobody can be found. SEO is, is somewhat limited, but a lot of that seems to be built into your platform. So what have you done? You know, how do you think about SEO with podcast pages that, you know, people can create through your platform? Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more in terms of SEO. It's really important that you get some users that just hear about your podcast from other sources. They don't always go uh, to Apple Podcasts or their favorite app. So if once you have a, a website, then it's it's much easier to find you. And then it's a place where all your listeners can just come and, and consume some other other types of content. So you can have a blog, so you can actually write stuff down and not only rely on the show notes. You can include videos if you have some, set up an e-commerce shop or something. So that's really a couple of important aspects. Um, but I, I would say more than that, if, if your podcast is your your main business or you're trying to to make it as a business or more than a hobby or a side project, then having all your data and all your info and, and content all on just the podcast platforms, I won't say risky, but it's it's not under your own control. So if you have a website, then your your brand is there and you have full control over it. So that's also important, even beyond just regular SEO. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the fact of the matter is, is that any of these platforms that you live on can possibly go away at any given time. I mean, I don't think it's likely for most of them, but right. Like there's nothing that says that overcast is going to be around forever or, or whatever, again, not trying to, <laughs> not trying to predict anything or anything like that, but like, right. Like there things can happen on other platforms that you can't control. And even if those platforms are around forever, they can decide to get rid of you for a number of different reasons that are completely out of your control. What they can't do is they can't really shut down your website, your feed, the place where you go. And also it's nice to drive people to a website that has your information, right? If, if I am on let's say one of those mini generated sites, right? Let's say I'm on someone has a podcast with Podbean and I'm on their episode page that Podbean created. And now I want to learn more about the person. Instinctually, we go to either headers, footers, or we go to the site logo. And in many cases, that site logo is for Podbean. Well, I don't need to learn more about Podbean. I also don't have to give them any more traffic. They're getting plenty of traffic from me through the podcast itself. What's nice is having your own website means that when I go to the upper left corner of whatever page that I'm on, I'm on your site. I go back to your homepage. I sign up for your email list. I see your social links and things like that, which is why you know having a website is, is just so important. So I know you've got some integrations already built in. What are some of the, the like future plans that have you really excited for a podcast page that you could share with us? Yeah, so we do have uh, currently about five or six 
integrations starts with essential tools like Google Analytics or uh, Tag Manager. And then we already do have a couple of integrations with uh, email marketing tools, which are MailChimp and ConvertKit. And then a couple of additional integrations uh, that are, we're now working on those. There is Zapier. They're doing web automations, I would say. So you can um, potentially, when it's ready, you, you could, every time a new episode is posted on your website, you could just cross post it to Twitter or to other platforms or just add it to your uh, email list. And all those automations that can help podcasters uh, save time and do more more things at the same time. And then the, the last integration we are now also working on is um, Supercast. This is a pretty new platform as well. It allows podcasters to create a subscription model for their podcasts. So instead of donations or selling merchandise, you could just charge fee from your listeners and then grow it as a business from there. It's probably not for everyone, but some podcasters are really doing well with, with those kind of platforms. So in the future, we, we really want to add some more integrations in that space. There are a few other companies like Supercast that are enabling podcasters to create subscriptions or integrate with ad networks and all kinds of tools that can help. So that's where we're going. And yeah, at the same time, it's it's endless because marketing integrations are also pretty big. And then some integrations with, uh, for example, your your podcast hosts probably have their own player. So we can also add this player uh, and then add integrations to your uh, your host. And there are a bunch of things you can do with it to just improve things and make everything faster and work better for your podcast. That sounds great. So now, what does it look like if I'm a consumer who's interested in trying out podcast pages? What is the pricing like? And Honestly, a full couple of disclosures about this. I am testing this out for myself right now, thinking about switching over a couple of my websites over here to simplify my operations. But also, I'm in the middle of creating something new that I think I'll heavily rely on podcast pages uh, as the backbone for creating those websites. But what is it like for individuals or for network plans and, and things like that? Okay, so um, we do have three plans at the moment. The cheapest one goes for eight bucks a month, or you can pay yearly. It's twenty percent off if you pay yearly, and then you get one website with everything you need. You get uh, custom pages. You get some of the integrations. You get a blog, which is in the free in the cheap plan. It's limited to uh, five posts, but you you get most of the the features we worked on, and it's hosted, so you don't have to pay for external hosting. We have our own servers. We also integrate it with a CDN, which is a network of servers around the world that are uh, loading your website. So it's it's much faster. So all that goes to the basic plan. And then we have a plan called Podcast Network. And you can add multiple podcasts in there. This is a feature that is coming up, should be a couple of weeks from now. So I would say around the beginning of June or maybe a bit later. And you can have three websites 
on this plan. And then we have the enterprise plan, which is uh, seven websites. I'm sorry, the podcast network plan goes for 18 bucks a month and the enterprise plan goes for 39. And you can have seven websites on it. So if you're a podcast producer or you have a bunch of shows, you can have seven different websites on one plan, which is still really cheap if you compare it to other solutions. And yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, simplicity, you don't have to know any coding or you don't need to have any experience with uh, websites or building uh, like with WordPress or Squarespace that it takes days and days just to learn the, the CMS so the, the platform because it's so big and you have so many options. And here it's a bit more concentrated to help you create your podcast websites faster. So you can literally get started and then in five or 10 minutes, just change the basic uh, layout or some colors and you're you're all set. So Makes a ton of sense. Uh, we will have a link to podcastpage.io in the show notes so you can learn more about it. We'll also have a link to the Cause Pods page that I uh, started to create using the platform. Haven't quite finished fully customizing it, but it'll give you a sense of what you can do. And literally in that page, all I did was imported my RSS feed so all the episode pages were created, updated my header, a little bit of text here and there. I didn't even get too crazy with all the colors, added some of my links. And so literally that was about 20 minutes worth of work and I'm planning to do a lot more on there. But this is a great service and I'm excited for podcasters. So those who find the website experience to be a struggle and a challenge, this could be making your life a lot easier. So it has been a joy speaking with Tom, one of the co-founders of podcastpage.io. Tom, thanks for joining us here on Podcast Me Anything. Hey, thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it.